This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com, where we believe nothing but consider everything. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible. Tonight's special guest is Veritas veteran Stan Romanek. Stan will discuss one of the most documented extraterrestrial stories of all time. If you haven't listened to our first interview, I highly suggest that you do so as we are continuing what we started in 2009. Stan Romanek will be with us shortly. To listen to the full interview, just go to veritasradio.com and subscribe. You'll receive your login immediately, and we'll have access to all of our material. And don't forget, buy MMS directly from us. It's better to have it and not need it, to need it and not have it. And it's so inexpensive too. And also, in the Veritas store, purchase our futuristic 8GB metal-cased USB drive, including Seasons 1, 2, or 3. And if you will be at the 2012 International UFO Congress, here's my chance to meet you. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope to meet even more people than I did last year. Visit the banner on our website for more information. And to get in touch with me, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Tonight, we will continue to discuss one of the world's most documented extraterrestrial contact stories. 
When Stan Romanek talks about his experiences, he brings more than his whole life with him. He also brings the concealed story of our inseparable connection with extraterrestrial beings and celestial guides. He will share with us why oneness is the only true reality. As a species, humans have forgotten who we are and where we are going. It is now our time to awaken. He will reveal the story of probable futures and how our planet is inextricably connected to the evolution of our galaxy. His message pulls life as we know it down to the quantum level. And if you're open-minded enough, allow your everyday beliefs to unfold into inner and outer spaces of interminable beauty and possibility. For this and much more, Stan Robinek is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Swanson, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. The Stan Romanek case is an amazing, scientifically documented human extraterrestrial encounters case. Stan Romanek, international best-selling author, may be the world's most documented extraterrestrial contactee. The multitude of unexplainable events involving Stan Romanek and hundreds of witnesses continue on a near-monthly basis. The sheer volume of trace, video, and photographic evidence is astounding. This ongoing mystery continues to become more complex with each twist and turn. Aside from any individual interpretations or opinions about these experiences, there is much more for humanity to learn on these very important matters. Stan Romanek's case has created a stir in the scientific and UFO communities. This is an amazing look into a mind-bending and real abduction case. And directly from the beautiful state of Colorado, I would like to welcome Stan Romanek back to Veritas. Hello, Stan, and welcome back. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me back on. I'm excited. It's my pleasure. Stan, I always see you at the conferences, but I, as I said before, we needed to reconnect once again because Absolutely. I really don't know of that many cases that are so fluid in terms of changing so much. Every time I see you, you have something new to tell us. And, and as I said last time, I converged with our mutual friend, uh, Dr. Uh, Claude Swanson. Dr. Claude Swanson. And he was telling me that he validated the, the, the formulas and the, and the math equations that you wrote while sleeping. Can we start from there? Because this is an area that a lot of people don't know about. Sure, sure. Well, um, when my experiences first started, I, you know, I really was having a hard time with it. Um, in fact, so much so that 
um, the people involved in my case suggested that I get hypnotic regression. And so not knowing really what that was, I kind of half-heartedly agreed to it. And it started during um, my first regression. Um, I remember the hypnotherapist asking me if I remembered anything. And I said, yeah, I've got these weird symbols in my head. And um, she gave me a pad of paper and said, can you write them down? And I agreed. And um, within a matter of just, you know, 10, 20 seconds, I wrote this uh, page, this long, uh, you know, this long string of equations on this huge page. And thinking I was just going off the deep end, I, I actually started falling apart. You know, I was writing gibberish. I didn't know what it me- meant. And um, people need to understand I come into this extremely dyslexic. I, If I'm lucky, I have maybe a fifth grade math level. I'm embarrassed to say I have to <laughs> ask my stepkids to get help doing even long division, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, that's a product of having a learning disability and going to Denver public schools. But um, oddly enough, when I came out of the regression, I remember the hypnotherapist was just staring at me with her jaw dropped. And I, I, she goes, I think it's, I think this needs to be looked at. And she sent it to a gentleman by the name of Dr. Jack Kasher at the University of Nebraska. And sure enough, uh, the first equations I wrote, one of which was a, an electron structure for an element that didn't exist at the time. We didn't even have the, um, the equation for it. And apparently I did. Interestingly enough, two years later, somebody sent me a new newspaper clipping, uh, clipping um, explaining that some Russian, I think German scientists actually finally invented that that uh, um, element, which ended up being element 115. And if anybody knows anything about the Bob Lazar story, um, you know he talks about that also. So then um, from that point, uh, I woke up one morning and I had a piece of paper laying in the bed with next to me or with me and some pens and paper, uh, uh, blank papers laying on the ground next to the bed. And in my handwriting was an even longer equation um, and eventually just kind of morphed from there. People actually watched my wife woke up and watched me. Well, heard me talking to somebody that wasn't there and watched me actually write equations in my sleep. Friends watched me do it. Other regressions, I wrote equations and the other regressions, and it just went just went nuts. And how, how was it that you converged with uh, Dr. Swanson and, 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 and the fact that he's now validating these equations as well? Well, you know, a lot of uh, physicists had come and gone. Um, some of these equations are known, I found out, and some of them aren't. Um, Dr. Claude Swanson just kind of happened along. I met him through either one of the talks I did or one of the friends that I knew. I don't really remember. But um, he heard about my story and, you know, was interested because, you know, Dr. Claude Swanson is one of the top physicists in the world. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he uh, was real interested in, you know, kind of the paranormal and the unusual. So we just kind of got involved that way. And he was pretty dumbfounded by the equations. And he realized that these equations are kind of pointing towards, um, you know, bending space-time, zero-point energy, and, you know, the fact that uh, gravity has an electromagnetic property to it, which 
in the science community, there's a big argument about that. But Well, I've had a conversation with Dr. Paul Laviolette, and he explains this. He actually proposed electrogravitics in electrifying the wings of commercial airliners and even NASA, and they seem to want to ignore them because this could go against the established powers, meaning the, the oil industry. So absolutely, you may be onto something there. But who do you think was providing this information to you? You know, the only thing I can think of would be, you know, what happened during my experiences, during my abduction experiences. And I remember, you know, for lack of a better word, being downloaded. And that's pretty typical of the abduction phenomenon when you get taken. And now, let me back up a little bit. My my case is not typical in the fact that a lot of cases out there, they talk about, you know, being woken up um, and or having, you know, these experiences while they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And if you watch TV at all, they always talk about this thing called sleep paralysis. Well, if you do any research, you realize that sleep paralysis is actually fairly rare. It's just an excuse they like to use. And my experience, my first experience especially, happened when I was fully awake. I remembered everything. My brain couldn't handle it, so I tried to convince myself it was a dream when it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But I remember, you know, during these experiences, they stick stuff in my head, for lack of a better explanation. And that's when it started coming out. And... In the past two years, you've shown a lot of footage, uh, pictures regarding progeny, kids. You say that you've met a few of them. Tell us more about this. I have. um, It started in um, during a book party. I I became a bestselling author. My wife threw me a a party during this um, uh, uh, because of this event. And during this party, it was uh, late at night. Well, not real late. It was about nine, nine thirty at night. It was raining outside, and uh, on our on our street, we don't have any porch lights on our street. Um, people just use the their, um, I mean, street lights on their on their street. We just use our porch lights. Mm-hmm. And I was looking out the window, and at the uh, end of our driveway, I saw a little girl just standing there and I'm thinking while it's raining she's sopping wet and what parent in their right mind no. would allow a child this young to be out this late at night not only that I noticed she was wearing a gray jumpsuit which in and of itself was really bizarre hmm. well <clears throat> I went out and I wanted to see what she wanted and she ran away and other people had seen her and um, you know they said just Stand, just leave her alone. She's probably the neighbor kid, and that's what I thought at first. Well, I was talking about it, and sure enough, she came back, and there she was, standing, looking at me, you know, um, as I was looking at her out the window. And I went outside, and um, one of my friends, uh, who happens to be ex-Naval Intelligence, he's one of the head researchers involved in my case, um, followed me, and um, I didn't have a flashlight, so I just grabbed my camera. I was using the flash of the camera to see where I was going, and this little girl ran away. Well, luckily, um, I got a picture of her popping her head out from behind a tree, and I was uh, so shocked at the picture, I didn't think of running after her when she ran away. And my friend came up behind me, and he said, you know, Stan, what's what's going on? I couldn't answer. I was so shocked by this picture, I couldn't answer. 
And eventually I just kind of held up the camera. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, you have to show people this. Um, so we went back inside, and by this time there were about, oh, 12 to 18 people left, I think. And we were, you know, I showed them the picture. One of them was Dr. Claude Swanson mm-hmm. among uh, some of the other researchers. And it was as if uh, an angel, as if love was um, kind of emanating from this picture. It was so moving, actually, people started to cry, including, you know, Dr. Claude Swanson was one of them. And um, they were saying, Stan, go, we got to see this bigger, you know, because I was showing them on the, on the camera. They said, go put it on the computer. So um, Alejandro Rojas was uh, another one of the researchers involved in my case, and he kind of followed me down the steps. And right as I got to the bottom of the steps toward my office, the camera went beep, and the picture vanished. Hmm. And everybody's yelling, oh, no, Stan, what'd you do? I didn't do anything. It just vanished. Well, we were all freaking out by this point and upset that the picture disappeared. And within two minutes, I got a phone call and my stepdaughter handed me the phone and it was a little girl's voice saying, Daddy, don't worry, I love you and I'll get to see you again sometime. <sighs> and I got to tell you, I, you know, I have a daughter of my own, a, a real daughter of my own. Well, this one's real too, but um, I fell apart. I just started bawling and um then after that it you know more bizarre stuff continued we had come back a one incident one incident incident happened when we had come back from a talk and um i had uh i was cleaning out um a cooler a plastic cooler and i had it sitting on the back deck and i noticed the cats were kind of playing around it and I went out to take pictures, and this little girl stood up from behind the grill um, that was on the back deck. And I noticed she had flowers in her hand, and I noticed she had the flowers that my wife had planted in our yard. She was picking some of the flowers in our backyard. It's like, oh, no, the neighbor kids are going to get so busted, you know, picking my flowers. Mm-hmm. So I started kind of moving towards her, and she ran out of the gate and dropped some of the flowers and just vanished, just completely vanished. And, um, you know, I talked to my wife about it, kind of blew it off after that, thinking it was a neighbor kid until, um, like an hour later, one of the, one of our friends came over and knocked on the door. He goes, Stan, who left you flowers on your doorstep? Hmm. Well, those same flowers that little girl picked, um, was made into like a tight little cute little bouquet and left on our doorstep. And as we went through the picture, sure enough, I got, um, you could see this little girl looking through the slats of the deck, kind of hiding behind the grill. Yeah, I did see that so picture. I, I did see that picture. It, was she the same as as the other, or is there is there more than one? No, d- different. There's more than one. Then we had another. Right after that, it's weird because my camera stopped working, so I had to buy a new camera, and we had some friends over, and we're messing around with the, with this new camera. It had a really cool feature where it kind of framed your face, and you know. You could see it on the, the, the view screen of the camera. Mm-hmm. We were just messing around taking pictures. And again, it was nighttime. And I noticed movement out of one of those front windows. And I looked and this little girl stood up and ran away. It's like, oh, my goodness. Well, we went barreling out this door and everybody saw this little girl um, run into the next yard. Now, the, the the house next to us was vacant. And she, you know, took off into the neighbor's backyard, and we followed suit. And when we got back there, nothing. She was gone. Well, we noticed that she left a footprint um, right in the flower garden, right 
being underneath that window. So we got a cast of that. What's interesting is um, right by where she stepped, the flower she uh, stepped. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.